Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. All right, good morning. Is afternoon not yet? It is not yet. I'm glad that you guys came out uh, to celebrate the Easter Bunny. That's why we're all here, right? That is not why we're here. <laughs> uh, my daughter hates the Easter Bunny. We found out last week. We had the uh, Easter egg hunt, and she uh, really did not like the costume. And so me being me, uh, you're going to learn a lot about me in this. I was like, she needs to confront this fear. Uh, we're not going to live in fear. And so I picked her up, and I took her to the Easter Bunny, and she hasn't spoken uh, in a week, you know, so just be, no, I'm just kidding. It didn't help. And so my wife was really thrilled uh, about that. And so anyway, you know, I'm a work in progress. My name's Bronson, by the way, if I haven't had a chance to meet you yet. Uh, I'm excited to be in church, y'all. We didn't get to have Easter together last year. Isn't that crazy? We didn't get to have Easter together last year. And so I'm just so excited uh, to be with y'all, to be present with y'all. God is good. Amen. Um, If this is your first time to our church, we want you to know that we're glad you're here. We love you, even though we don't know you. Uh, You know, we're all in different journeys in life. And I remember the first time I visited a church, I was like, who are these people who are telling me they love me? (laughs) You know, you don't know me. You don't love me. Don't hug me. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about that. But I have three fundamental beliefs in life, and that's that Jesus is the king, that people are his purpose, and heaven and earth is the goal. And that, that, that belief system informs the way that I live, where I find my security, where I find my peace. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm excited to jump into it. I've got Araya up here with me. Say hi, Araya. Hello. No, them. Say hi, Araya. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Commas are important. Commas. Hi, Araya. (laughs) I didn't do that to her the last three services. uh, You know, it's the the last service, so we're just going to have more fun in this one. Uh, but yeah, she's going to read. She's in Matthew 28. If you've got a Bible with you, it's going to be up on the screens. If you've got your iPhone, it's there, but she's going to be in the New Living Translation. So read our text for today. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and, other, and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. This is the word of the Lord. He is risen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives. God, we thank you for all that you're going to do. And God, we just thank you for your love and your grace. Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd lead us and you guide us. We honor you. 
and uh, be with us this morning. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You know, I, I didn't say this last however many services, but something just hit me as we were going through that. You know, it says that when they encountered the risen Jesus that they worshiped him. Isn't that amazing? That our, our response to an encounter with Jesus is, is worship. And so I love that. Okay, question for you guys. Who picked up a new hobby uh, during the stay-at-home orders last year? Come on, I want to see some hands. Who picked up a new hobby? Yell them out. Tell me, what did what, you learn? What did you start doing? eBay. eBay. <laughs> You're like 20 years behind. <laughs> Tennis. Tennis. That's productive. You seem tall. It seems like a good choice. Uh, what else we got? Rug making? What do you, how? No, I'm not going to make you. How would you do that? Is it like yarn? Oh, rug making, who knew? Uh, what else? Who else has a hobby? One more in the back. Started doing what? Macro knitting? Everyone seems to know this but me. <laughs> They're like, this guy's a fool. Why would we listen to him? <laughs> uh, uh, we picked up gardening, which is a lot simpler than whatever Mina learned how to do. Uh, kind of feel insecure about my hobby now. Uh, <laughs> Callie and I used to pick where we lived based on what was surrounded with the most concrete, okay? Uh, apartments surrounded in concrete, yes, we'll take that. Now we have couples t-shirts that say, I'd rather be gardening. You can find me in my garden, okay? We, we, we've become those people. And so uh, last year, you know, what else are you going to do? If you didn't pick up a hobby last year, you're never going to do it, okay? You can just scratch that off the list. Not going to happen. Uh, and so we kind of went for this modern, like, Southwest vibe. It's my favorite region. Office fans, anybody? Chris got it. Okay. Inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> And so we, we started working on our landscape. I got a little video I want to show you here. Our skills. You're doing that great. Look at that beautiful yucca. Uh, any plant experts want to weigh in? I already had one die. Let's go look at this. It's deader than any yucca that's ever died. There's the rest of it. There's like a bloody stump. What am I doing wrong, people? left in our yard. Uh, those are my skills. And uh, I didn't dig it up. I just left it there. <laughs> like two months later, I walked by. Look at this. Come on. Something that was dead had come back to life. Isn't that amazing? Come on. Give the Lord a round of the hand for creation. Yucca. Yuccas are absolutely indestructible. But, yo, what's amazing to me about this is that resurrection is not just a story that we hear about, but it's something that's actually woven in to the fabric of the way that our world works. Think about it. Every spring, what happens? Things that were dead and dormant in the winter spring back to life. And I don't know about y'all, but this spring is just more beautiful to me than years before. It's like the greens are more green, the flowers are more beautiful. You're like, man, this guy's really emotional. Well, you know what? Get off me. It's been a hard year, okay? Uh, but for real, like, look at this past year. Look at what we all went through. Look at the experiences that we've had, jobs that we've lost, loved ones that we lost, relationships that we lost. I bet if I polled the room in here, there was some relational tension that happened through the year. 
But here's the hope of Easter, is that no matter what winter you go through, spring is still coming. Every spring is testament to the fact that the old story that's told is true, that dead things can come back to life. And so what we're believing for you in this year, in 2021, is that places that are just dry and dormant and dead, God would begin to spring those things back to life. And I'm believing that this is going to be one of our best years as a church. I'm believing that this is going to be your best year. I'm believing that God's going to do amazing things in and through you, even if you don't believe it yourself yet. We're going to get into that. I love this quote from Martin Luther, the the Protestant reformer. He said this. He says, Our Lord has written a promise of resurrection, not just in books alone, but in every leaf in springtime. Isn't that beautiful? God keeps telling this same story every year at the same time. And, and, And here's the truth. God's ultimate goal, I believe, I want to submit to you this morning, God's ultimate goal is that we would come under the life and leadership of Jesus, because when we do that, some things in us have to die. Here's the truth. There is no spring without a winter, right? There is no resurrection without a crucifixion. And for us to grow in our life, sometimes we have to go through pain so that we can let things that are actually killing us die, and then we can walk into life. You know, Jesus came as the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Lamb. That means he died for us. This is pointing back to the sacrificial system in the Old Testament. But he also came, the Word says, as the Lion of Judah. That's strength. That's leadership. What do lions represent? Kingship. Jesus is the King. You know, for me, when I think about Uh, the kingship of Jesus, the coming of Jesus. I always think about it in three acts. I think of it as a three-act play, a drama that played out for us to see. Act one, he's born of a virgin. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. That's what the Old Testament prophesied. And then he goes about and he starts bringing life to the people around him. He starts healing people. People who are oppressed start receiving freedom. People who are the social outcasts at the bottom of the pile He gives value to and he invites to the table. This is the ministry of Jesus. Act two begins when Judas the betrayer kisses our Lord and the soldiers who are with him said, Judas, just point at him, dude. And he applied his lip balm and he said, you do your job and I'll do mine, all right? I'm conjecturing. It's not in the scripture. Uh, It's a little joke. And then it's so hard to go to the next part. (laughs) But then he's captured, he's beaten, he's tortured, he's crucified. That's the end of Act 2. The darkness of God, we talked about this on Good Friday, the darkness of God fell on the light of the world. The wrath of God landed on Jesus. And then Act 3, it's the best part, is Jesus came and he rose from the dead. Evidence. Let's talk about evidence of the resurrection. Have you ever seen anybody who has like an electric chair tattooed on their forearm? I've not seen many people who do that. (laughs) Have you seen many people who wear necklaces of the electric chair around their neck? No, people don't wear instruments of death on their body. Only God could take the cross, which represented crucifixion and death, and turn it into life. Any man could die for his friends, but only God could raise from the dead. 
If, if you look back historically, you look at the moment when Jesus is crucified, most Bible scholars would say there were about 120 people who were still with him and still following him, him, him in that moment. Now, there are 2.3 billion people, billion, billion, billion people on the planet who identify as Jesus followers. It went from 12 fishermen, uneducated, to 2.3 billion people. It's the largest organization that the world has ever seen. It's bigger than China. It's bigger than Europe. It's bigger than China and Europe put together. It's bigger than the United States. It's bigger than China, Europe, and the United States put together. Y'all, the church is the greatest movement that the world has ever seen. So how did it go from these 12 fishermen to 2.3 billion people? It's the power of the resurrection. There is no other way that this could possibly happen. It's the most significant event in history. Y'all, history is divided by this event. Your birthday is decided by how far away it is from this event. Y'all, the God of our culture, money, the stock market, still shuts down and recognizes the work that Jesus did. The crucifixion, the story of Jesus, is the story of the full might of the superpower of the day coming down on one man. But listen, the Roman Empire who had him crucified, it doesn't exist anymore. But the church of Jesus, started by 12 uneducated fishermen, is still moving forward, and it's still moving in strength. Y'all, that's a good place to give the Lord a hand. It's testament to the power and the glory of God. Jesus is the king, and he did all of this for us. Why? Because people are his purpose. He came as king, for people. Jesus loved people. Jesus walked with people. First John, this is the other John 3.16. First John 3.16. It says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. That's how we know what real love is. This is the love of God. Do you all remember growing up, uh, your parents would have this one friend they didn't want you to hang out with? Come on, tell me if your, your mama ever said... That person's bad news. It can be a bad influence. Come on, I want to see some hands. Who remembers that? All right. Uh, who, who actually stayed away from that friend? <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Who, who was that friend that mama was telling people to stay away from? Both my hands are up. <laughs> okay. Y'all, Jesus and his life group, the people that he walked around with, they hung out with the wrong people in the wrong places. And they actually made an impact. Now listen, if we go by ourselves into these places, we're going to become like the people we're around, right? The, the leadership truism that you are the sum total of your five closest friends, that is true. But what the religious leaders of the day missed, they, they, they said that Jesus himself was a, was a sinner. They missed that Jesus was coming in and he was impacting lost and broken people. Here's what's crazy to me. A lot of times when people get saved... Nobody wants to hang out with them anymore. That happens sometimes. Y'all ever seen that? They're like, oh, the God Squad, you're going to make me feel guilty. Go ahead. People wanted Jesus at their parties. I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a message for another time. That's something for us to chew on, something for us to think about. But look at this, Mark 2, 16 and 17. This is what the religious people said when they saw it. 
But when the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, look at this, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I've not come to call those who think they're righteous, but those who know that they're sinners. Y'all, Jesus spent his time with broken people. Jesus came to earth to walk with broken people. That is good news for us. Amen. He's called a friend of sinners. God himself, friend of sinners. Why? Because he came to share life. He came to release us from the burdens of guilt and shame and teach us a new way to walk, a new way to love, a new way to have relationship. And he came to reconnect us with our creator. You know, something I've noticed, our, our culture emphasizes the physical. It, it's called secularism. Secularism is the belief that it's only the physical that's real, only the physical that matters. But if you actually look at what a lot of the modern philosophers are saying is that that mindset is, is breaking down. We're realizing that there is more to a human being than emotions and skin and flesh and bone. The scripture says that God placed eternity in the hearts of man. Y'all, we ache for real love. We ache for a healthy inner life. We ache, I would say, for healthy spirituality. We ache for acceptance and for freedom. Y'all, I believe what we're aching for is what Jesus came to bring us, which is a relationship with God, the one who created us, the one who spun this whole world into being. But the truth is, if you, if you read the scripture, it says that our sin separates us from him. And I want us just suppose, to, laying down our presuppositions, let's just suppose that this book is true. If this book is true, and if what Jesus said about himself is true, he had all the authority in the world to not go to the cross, but yet he laid down his life. You know, he taught the meek will inherit the earth. And look at his church, a guy who laid down his life. His church is still moving forward. I believe that this book is authoritative on teaching us how to live and how to walk, and how to best thrive and flourish as humans. This book does not exist to beat people down, but to lift people up. God wants to help us walk in the fullness of life. And so here's my question for you. What's that thing that's kept you from getting there? What's that thing that makes you feel like you, you, you aren't deserving of love, you aren't deserving of connectivity? Y'all, that's the thing that Jesus came to deal with. Jesus died so that thing in you could be put to death so that you could experience the fullness of life. This is the gospel. You know, in the time of Jesus, the Romans had a tradition, and that was at Passover. They would release, Passover was a Jewish festival. They would release one Jewish person from death row. Um, and Pilate, during this time, brought out two men. He brought out a, a convicted killer, a man named Barabbas. Maybe you're familiar with the story. Barabbas was a convicted murderer. Um, he, he was actually convicted 
tried and convicted of doing the thing that Jesus was accused of. He actually did it. He actually was trying to bring insurrection against the Roman Empire, the thing that they crucified him for. They said, you could have Barabbas, a convicted killer. What's up, Caleb? Here to make it spiritual? Let's go. You can have Barabbas, a convicted killer, or you can have Jesus, the peaceful priest. And the scripture says that the people cried out, give us Barabbas, give us Barabbas. And Barabbas, who was guilty, guilty, he did it, walked free. And Jesus, who was innocent, paid the price. And he took the penalty. Y'all, this is the gospel. We are Barabbas. We're guilty. (laughs) We've done bad things. If you've lived long long enough in life, you know. Our conscience tells us. Listen, the gospel is that Jesus went to the cross so you could walk free. Jesus went to the cross so that when the accuser comes to you to tell you all the things that are wrong with you, you can point at the cross, the empty cross, and say, that might be wrong with me, but it's right with God. I'm right with God. I'm walking with God, not based on what I've done, but based on what Jesus has done. I've accepted that. The scripture says that. God counts the righteousness of Jesus, the perfect life of Jesus, as if it's our life. Y'all think about the freedom that that brings. This brings us the freedom to not crucify ourselves with guilt and shame, but to go to Christ, to go to God and say, thank you for your love. Help me grow. Y'all listen. I don't know what you've been taught. When I was growing up, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Augusta, Georgia. We got any bulldogs in the house? None, okay. (laughs) Grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and I grew up in the Bible Belt, and I went to church camp, and I raised my hand. I said, I I wanna go to heaven. And then after that, my life proceeded to absolutely fall apart. Nothing changed in my life. In fact, everything got worse. And here's my belief. This is my belief. I believe that I was only interested in destination, but I was not interested in the journey. You'll listen. The gospel is not just the minimum requirement to get you into heaven, but it is the power of God to change your life today. It's Heaven is real. Heaven is coming. That's an experience. That's a message for another time. But listen, life without God, life without a relationship with God, that's hell on earth. And Jesus came to set you free. I'm going to say it again. The gospel is not just the minimum requirement to get you into heaven, but it's the power of God to change your life today. This is the gospel, and the news really is this good. He wants to walk with you. He wants to help you. And I would submit to you that this is the best way that you could possibly live. Listen, and I'm going to land the plane around this. Every teacher who has ever lived has said, I've learned the way. Islam has the five pillars of Islam. Buddhism has the four paths to enlightenment. Every other teacher says, I've learned the way. 
Only Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. All who come to me will be satisfied, they'll be filled, they'll learn, they'll find life. This is Jesus, this is why we celebrate Easter, this is why we celebrate the resurrection. And here's the best news. This is not just history in a book, this is history that's happening, and God is inviting you to be a part of the story and to find your place in it. Yo, this year, I don't know if you've noticed this, but our world is hungering and longing for justice. I believe Jesus is the true king of the world. I believe that he came for people, that people are his purpose. And I believe that, that heaven on earth is his goal. You know, when he taught us to pray in, in the Gospel of Matthew, he said, pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth, as it is in heaven. You all believe that the life of heaven is breaking in. Act one, it was the birth and the perfect life of Jesus. Act two, he was betrayed, he was tried, and he was crucified for our crimes. Act three, he rose from the dead. And act four, this is where we come in. It's the church. We're living in Act 4. We're living in what God is doing, and God is inviting you in. And listen, the same way that Jesus functioned back then, we can function as a church. We're lost and broken people, sinners. <laughs> Us can be at the table with God. We can grow with God. We can get better. Y'all, listen, the church should be the place where the worst of you can be known, and you'll be loved more, not less for it. That's the church of Jesus. This is what Jesus came to do. Jesus came for people. He came for people like you and people like me, and so our prayer at this church, we, we say it from time to time, is God, let it be in Little Rock as it is in heaven. God, let it be in my life as it is in heaven. Heaven is the place where God's perfect peace, God's perfect grace, and God's perfect justice reigns, and it's breaking into our world. It's not just history that happened. It's history that happened, that's happening. And you can be a part of it. All you gotta do is accept God's grace, accept God's love. And here's what I know. Uh, we got three groups of people in this room we got people who you're in the best place you've ever been in your relationship with God. You're on the mountaintop right now. You're like, dude, I took this year. I got in my word. I prayed. <laughs> I was connecting with people. we got a second group of people. You're in a tough place right now. You're maybe the furthest from God you've ever been. You remember a time when you were close to God. You'll listen, the grace of God, the grace of Jesus is not that you're perfect, but that he's perfect. When you stray, when you get away, you can come right back to him. He wants to invite you in. And the third group of people, you have never submitted your life to Jesus. And, and if you're honest, you're in here right now and you say, I'm, I'm struggling internally, I'm guilt-ridden. I've made my own decisions my whole life. I don't, I don't wanna do it that way. All good news is, as you walk with Jesus, those are the very things he deals with, amen. Gospel's not the minimum requirement to get you into heaven, but it's the power of God to change your life today. This is the good news, and it really is this good. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you for all that 
you do and all that you've done. And God, I just pray right now uh, for anybody who's, who's close to you, uh, they're in a good place with you. God, I pray that they would keep going, that they'd find your, their place and bringing your kingdom here to earth. God, bringing heaven here to earth, bringing life here to earth. If you're in here and you're just, you've just been distant from God, you don't know why, you don't even have the answer right now, but you just want to be closer to God, I'd love to just pray with you. Not, no judgment. <laughs> just pray with you, pray for you and battle with you on it. If that's you, you just want to get closer to God. You've been closer, close to him before, but you want to get close to him again. I just want you to lift your hand real quick. It's just me, you, and God. Nobody looking around. I see you, I see you, I see you. I see you, I see you. I see you. Come on. I see you, I see you. Hands all over the room. Anybody else? We're going to give you one more moment. I see you, I see you, I see you. Yeah, come on. That's good. God, I pray for every hand that was lifted. God, I pray that you would rush in this year. God, that 2021 would be a year where they are closer to you than they've ever been. God, help them find other believers to connect to, to walk with, to strengthen their faith. In Jesus' name. I always want to give an opportunity. Uh, if anybody in here, you, you've just never made a decision to follow Jesus, or maybe you're like me, and, and you, you made the decision, you raised your hand, you're like, I don't want to go to hell but you never gave him lordship of, of your life and you want to release that over to him right now. I just want you to lift your hand real quick. You want to walk with Jesus. You want to make him the Lord of your life. I see you. I see you in the back. Anybody else? I see you. Come on. It's making the best decision you've ever made. And let me tell you this. You got your hand raised. <laughs> he is rushing in. I see you. He is meeting you right where you're at. And right now, we're going to pray a prayer in a second, but right now, that decision you made, he has cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. He no longer counts it against you. And listen, you no longer have to count, again, count it against yourself. You can walk in peace, you can walk in grace, and you can walk in mercy. And now, you can grow with him. Come on, let's pray together all across the room, just loud enough to hear our own voice. Say, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. God, I believe that I've fallen short of your plan, of your way. But God, I want your way. I want to walk with you. I want you to guide me. And God, right now, I release my shame and I take hold of your promise that you love me and you always will. I want to walk with you, Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all God's people said, amen. come on, all God's people said, amen. Y'all, that's a good place to give the Lord a hand. Why don't you go ahead, stand to your feet. We're gonna give you an opportunity to respond and, and worship. And listen, if you raised your hand, you wanna walk with God, you just made the best decision you have ever made. And now the process is you gotta talk with somebody. Talk with some other believers. Start walking through this. What does this look like? It's a process called discipleship. Now God starts to grow you and, and help you. And so there's a, there's a card in the seat, every seat, and there's a, a pin in every seat back. Y'all, we'd love for you to fill this out. There's a lot of info on here. Uh, but I just wanna ask you personally uh, to fill it out. There's about eight things. I, I, I prayed to receive Christ for the first time. Please fill it out, hand it in. We'd love to connect with you, pastor you. Uh, the second one is the pandemic has left me isolated and spiritually dry. That is real. If that's you and you're in that place, we just want to partner with you. We want to pray for you. 
The next one is I rededicated my life to Christ. That's those of you who said, hey, I just want to be closer to God. I've already dedicated my life to Christ. That's one. Please write it down. It says, I'm not interested in making a decision for Christ. Um, you made too many lip balm jokes. All right. <laughs> no, but for real, I, I, I'm, I'm joking about that. But listen, we're all in process. We're all on a journey. We want you to make a genuine decision. If you've got questions, write them down on the card. We'll go hang out with you. We're not going to pressure you. We just want to know you, talk with you. You're here for a reason. We, we, we want to do this journey with you. Next one says, I want to be water baptized in two weeks. Everybody say two weeks. We're going to be having water baptism. I want to encourage you to be a part of that. I'm a first-time guest. Hey, you want to become a part of this family, this church? Check that one right there. The next one says, I want to sign up for Connect Class. That's where you learn about who we are. It's kind of our membership class. We get a little vial of your blood. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, we just tell you our story. and We want to hear your story, and we want to help you connect in God's story and what he's going to do. Amen? Well, I'm going to pray, and then this team is going to lead us in one last song of reflection and worship and just honoring Jesus for what he's done. Amen? All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for all that you've done. Jesus, we just honor you. We praise you, and it's in your name we pray. And everybody said? Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.